Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, part two of Interview with Jessie Ware. Chat. Let's call it chat with Jessie Ware. Here it is. So you talked about the performer bit, which is like I had to be a pop star, and mm. so I thought mm. whack mm. on two buns, mm. whack on some earrings, and then mm. it's like, oh well, I look like a pop star. So even yesterday, a quote from Rihanna going, someone was like, it was on a red carpet, they're like, What do you do if you're not feeling it that day? And she was like, fake it. You know, like, and it's like, that's Rihanna. This is 15 years, 20 years into her career. She said it, you know, I don't know, it was a new clip. But but was there a personal thing as well that, like, you felt like you couldn't be that in your normal life? Like, you couldn't be that vampy person or something? I don't think I ever wanted to. Also, let's be real. (laughs) I was a little, like, chubby thing that was like, you know, maybe maybe it's down to the fact that my sister was this model. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to go go into it, I've never really thought about it. But, like, I was like the chubby jokester. Yeah. On holiday. Yeah, yeah. Kind of chubby, silly, everyone's mate. I would have felt quite ridiculous dressing yes. up. Yeah, I would have felt quite ridiculous. So, yes, it was a place for me to explore that, potentially. Yeah, because I think that... Uh, I think now that wouldn't happen. But I think back yeah, then, yeah. we all listened so fucking hard to what we were supposed to be. I think that was our age. It was yes. over time, yeah, you yeah. know? Everyone finds their role within the family, you mm, know what I mean? Mm. And I think that part of it was... And we don't have to go down this road if you don't want to at all, by the way. But I think, like, you had a sister who was a model. So it's a bit like, well, that's her thing. You know what I mean? She's glamour. Where do I sit? And I'm funny. Let's go. You know what I mean? I was middle child, funny. My sister was, is, stunning. And I saw a way in. The funny jokester that was, like, you know. Hannah, who is also one of my best friends and one of the loveliest people in the world. But, like... You were the class clown in the family, right? Yeah. You know, and I. You and very much encouraged that too, Chris. Yes, I did. You really did. I did, and it's. Uh, I was thinking about it because it was my fortieth birthday, and you were there, obviously. And I was like, I actually feel more embarrassed by people I've known the longest because mm. you're so embarrassed by your past behaviour. Why you were fucking top notch? Well, thanks, Beb. So uh, Emma Gannon said this thing, which was like, she didn't say it. I think she quoted it, but she was like. Unless you cringe about your past self, you haven't changed. Oh. And you haven't grown. Yeah. And I was like, 
that you know because I, <laughs> I've grown. I well, as in like I when I look back at those times when we're moving house, I found all my old school reports. I've said this before on the podcast, but fuck it. Have you, I haven't heard this. Um, all available on the feed. Um, and all my school reports say this child won't shut up. <laughs> like he doesn't concentrate. Like all he does is talk. We think he's quite clever, but like he doesn't stop talking. <laughs> he's always joking. Like I was separated from everyone the whole time. Really? Yeah, because I was, I was in a full on, I can now name it. I couldn't then. I was in a full on free fall meltdown about the fact that I was gay oh. and I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? And you cope what with it. What age was this? This is <laughs> six to 41. <laughs> no, uh, six to 39, I mean. Um, I don't know. This is probably nine through that's to so 16 tough. or whatever. But when you say, oh, I was the instigator of that, it's like, because that's all I did. I was like, if we just all laugh and make loads of noise, it'll all be fine. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now, and I'm making an extremely long-winded point, but I, I, but I think I wonder if it's an interesting one, is the root in is like, how did, how did the Mother 3 from South London end up a square icon? Like, that back then... We accepted what we were told were certain versions of being a woman, mm, being a man, yeah. being a kid, being a, being a boy or whatever. Mm. And now I don't think any of it would happen. Do you know what I mean? So You're so right. Anyway, so that's, you know, that's why I sort of feel like, I don't know. I mean, look, one, I'm being hard on myself by saying. Is that my hair on your? There's a long curly hair. Yeah, that curly. That was in my. <laughs> is that yours? Well, yours is short and salt and pepper, my <laughs> darling. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but yeah, no, I was good Mine fun. Mine has died. Is um, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, you were that. good fun. I was good fun. You but, were such good fun. But I was really unhappy. I oh, couldn't I'm have articulated so sorry, it. Chris. I know, but you know, whatevs. What were you to know? Do you ever talk about your brother being gay? Because we don't have to, but I just... You know what? There was a moment, I think I talked about a song on my first record. Taking in Water. Yeah. Beautiful. And that was about my little brother. Yeah. Who was having a tough time. Yeah really not having a good time and I wrote this song because I as we've been talking about taking on these roles my brother and I we're we're really tight now we still kind of grunt at each other but like he's coming Mm. over to stay the weekend with me um we're going out dancing I think he's realizing that actually it's quite beneficial and (laughs) um yeah it's working out pretty well for him if if he sees on grinder someone's got what's your pleasure (laughs) with their music he's like (laughs) I'm joking. joking. But no, I, we've kind of got this funny relationship where we grunt at each other. We don't kind of tell each other how we're feeling. Mm. However, we understand each other. But at the time when I wrote that, I wouldn't have been able to sit down and be like, tell me, how are you? So I had to write a song about it. And Mm. I love that song. It's amazing. And people ask me to play it still, but I remember singing it. And I think that became. I don't know whether people... It's not, it wasn't like I was announcing on stage that my brother was gay. Mm. I don't know whether it was me introducing the song to people on stage and me saying this is about my brother. He was having a bad... I mean, you, you, it kind of tells... It's, you know, the song says it. Like, yes. you know, he's not... It, he wasn't having a nice time. Um, and whether that... I don't know whether that became... Because I, I know a lot of my gay and queer fans asked me to sing that song and I don't know whether that had some kind of meaning to them I don't yeah. know or if it's complete coincidence I don't know yeah. um, but there was something there was something that a seed there that kind of grew I think well it definitely struck me as a song and I knew I didn't know what it was about when it first struck me but then I did but I think it's also like is there I've never asked anyone this question I'm realizing and it's really is it good or bad 
It's a good question. Okay. Do you feel guilt as a sibling of a person who comes out in the family because you didn't know what they were going through? And it's guilt, a... guilt. Because um... they were doing it on their own. Yeah. And you don't. I, I actually just... knew the first. I knew first. Did you? I knew. But he told me about a year before he told mum. Right. And I feel very honoured um, that he did. And. And it breaks my heart that he, yeah, there is total guilt. We went to different schools. He had a fucking hard time at school. Mm. And I could have protected him. Yeah. Because I could have. They wouldn't have fucking fucked with him if I'd been there. I know they wouldn't have. Right. And I know that, I mean, it's it's just, I was saying to Alex when I saw Heartstoppers and I really enjoyed it, I said, God, I kind of wish that there had been shows like this out when yes. you were younger. Yes. I'm sure you've talked about this on the podcast. Literally, when it came out, this, 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 like, barrage of emails came in with people saying that, saying, have you seen this? I wish I'd had it when I was younger. And I, yeah. And so, yeah, there's huge guilt that he was suffering for a long time and that, you know, he didn't feel, I hate, yeah, the, the, the even that notion of coming out, it's like yeah. this, but we didn't, you know, we didn't have all that stuff no, back then. No, it's we didn't have the so language. different. Yeah, you know, like, so no one should feel guilty. It's it's so different, but it's it doesn't make it any, I don't, mm. you know, there's still, it's still hard. No, n- yeah, but it's like with shows like Heartstopper, I think that like those conversations can exist because yes. we can all point to something that's, you know, and there's not an, in, you know, there's not a national campaign going on about, AIDS being this horrible disease mm. that broken mm. people have and all of that like the context mm. was ever a thing and like I would say I like I was gay as well and I I came out before Alex like I have guilt about that mm. you know being like um and then I always used to just like text him being like when once he'd come out being like do you want to come here or do you want to go there and we never really made it happen and I was like I feel so guilty about that because you kind of want to help. But I remember my sister saying to me that she felt guilty about me being gay. And I was like, oh, you know what? Like, don't worry about it because what are you going to do? Like, but then I I think, I don't think it would happen now in lots of places. There are lots of places where it would happen Mm. and is happening. Mm, Um, But like, it's, uh, you know, but it's interesting you say that no one would have fucked with him if they if you were at his school. Absolutely. I mean, like. Because you were, you were tough. I, I, it wasn't just, I wasn't tough, but I was, I was popular at school mm. and I got on with everybody and I can't stand bullies. Right. I fuck it. It's like my, like, I fucking hate bullies. Yeah. Like, and people that are mean to other people because they're different or yeah. they don't, you know, mm, those are the ones that I want to fucking kill and I can see them, you know, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. How did you deal with them then when you were a kid, a bully? Would you just walk over and start Well, actually, that's so funny, isn't it? Because I can really stick up for other people. Mm, interesting. But I can't stick up for myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, same. So I had a situation recently where somebody was anti-Semitic to me in my workplace. Right. I'm Jewish. And said something and I laughed because I didn't know how else to react. Took myself out of the room and it took my colleague to ask me if I was okay. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. And he went, I just heard what he just said, and it's not fucking okay. I burst into tears. Like, burst into tears so much that I couldn't come back into the room. Was so embarrassed that I was bursting into tears. Mm. Was so embarrassed that I hadn't stood up for myself. And he said, 
Jesse, if it had been anybody else he was speaking about in this room, yeah. homophobic, racist, mm. you know, um, misogynistic, you would have been like, get the fuck out. Mm. Like, so that's all. Of course, I had to do the same for you. Of course. Like, mm. and I was really angry at myself because mm. I didn't know whether I was crying more because I hadn't stood up for myself or because I was actually genuinely kind of shocked and hurt. But yeah, yeah. when it comes to other people, I'll fucking fight hard but yeah sometimes I don't do the same for myself but I, like so this is my life hack about that right okay. <laughs> because I'm the same if you're a peacekeeper person mm. right mm. which you are as are you you do so much fucking heavy lifting the entire time of people making sure the room's okay mm. and making sure everyone's okay and like the downside of that is that like your snap to go to is to be pleasant back to someone mm. And when people do things like you're describing, which are unacceptable, yeah. you, uh, as in, I'll say I, I'm not saying this is what you do, this is what I do, I'll go, I'll laugh, I'll do that thing that you did. Yeah, which like by nervous the way, laughter. Yeah, and also like, that, you know, this is sidebar, which we can get to, but like, everyone's like, oh, Will Smith laughed at the joke, you know, at the Oscars, so he can't have cared. It's like, but that's what people do, yeah. because they're embarrassed. Yeah. And that's, oh, but here's the life hack. You're absolutely fine. I think you have two weeks to be able to go back to someone and say, I didn't find that acceptable. You do not have to act perfectly in the moment. It's it's too much of a demand. And if you're not that person, like, we all want to be perfect in the moment. But if you're not, it's okay to just gather your thoughts. And I think there's some weird rule book somewhere telling you that you, that you can't. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean by that? Mm. And why? Why mm. can't you just gather your thoughts because we're all very we're social creatures we are built to make everything go smoothly with each other because you know i don't know we're all supposed to be sharing food when we were cavemen i don't know like it's like <laughs> cavemen or women back in the cave days yeah no no thank you and i'll remember that next time i burst into tears no hopefully it won't be a next time no that's a good point i think you're right like and i felt very lucky that i had an ally and mm. somebody else recognizing it mm. when I was very willing to sweep it under the carpet which mm. is I'm very embarrassed about I need to ask you some questions that like your fans might actually want me to ask so this album yeah walk me through what can we what walk me through <laughs> like what, what is walk it? Me is through. it yeah Sorry. walk me through it like, okay is it it is just go pop, pop. no it's oh. not oh, oh no you I want my money back oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm slightly worried about because Obviously, everyone loved What's Your Pleasure so much. Mm. But I can't just do the same shit again. No. So it's groove, it's mm. disco, it is camp. I mean... Perfect. You haven't heard all of it, have you? I mean, anything. Oh I've been God. begging. After this, I'm going to play you one of my songs. <gasps> well, to pay you a few. I've got like a first dance song. Lovely. Which I think could be my most stellar first dance song. Oh, now, lovely. I've had a few first dance songs. Yeah respect to everybody who has used them champagne kisses say you love me mm -hmm. this one is just like chef's kiss <laughs> so it's a great name for a song actually it's really good it's really good it's called hello love oh it's really lovely and we thought it could be on like the bisto advert hello love oh lovely. <laughs> I'm, jo I'm joking but like no 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But hang on, you say that, but then, you know, what's your pleasure had a variety on it? Like, yes. You, there was Mini yeah, Riverton, well, there was totally. Disco, there was... I think this is definitely, it's, it's, it, I was trying to explain it to, like, my label the other day. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Were they like, what's this? Well, they were just, <laughs> we were trying, because I'm trying to start working out, like, the artwork and stuff. Yes. Um, I definitely felt like I was in a sadder bluer place when I made what's your pleasure and I really can hear it with the sounds there's a coldness to it yeah which I love which which I love too Mm. this one is full technicolor warmth lovely which is has only been possible through the reaction and the like the joy and generosity that's my husband shouting to my son oh I thought it was calling you no he's got a boomy voice and I've always kind of been like, I can't make happy music. I sound really naff. And then I started making kind of happy music. I was like, actually, I feel really good. Like, mm. it's really fun. It It's joyful. It's warm. It's generous. It's a continuation of What's Your Pleasure. There are dance moments. Loads of dance. I'm expecting to have full choreography in the new tour. Brilliant. There's That'll keep your steps up. So. Absolutely, babe. That was the best thing. Kylie Minogue said to me. Really? When... She's on tour. She's never the f- like. She's the fittest. Wow, brilliant! She loves it. So yeah, I need to get on tour and do some more. We also need to yeah. talk about Kylie. Um. <laughs> um, but I yeah. So it's I I think I hope people love it. I think it's pretty bloody good. But you've stayed. You know, like, it sounds like you're like it's you just followed your so, gut. I followed my gut, and, you did and that I with trust myself so much now. And. You know, there's a very naughty cousin to Ooh La La, a song like Ooh La La. Oh, great. There's one called Shake the Bottle, and it is naughty. Love it. Fun. Similar collaborators, same James gang. Ford great. is doing it. Um, Danny Parker, who is um, wonderful, um, goes under Model Child. Shin Goodzo, oh, yeah. who is freaking amazing. Coffee, Stuart Price. It's, it's like my small little team, but I like it that way. Has Stuart ever told you a Madonna story that's repeatable? Um, he told me, I, I used the same microphone as her, <gasps> the same mic and it's handheld. I've always been told that you have to like do it with, you know, yes, with, um, headphones on and all of that. Yeah. And so it doesn't bleed the sound. Ah. And he recorded me with, which I much prefer, recorded me with like the music down, but like me holding the mic, like far more free. Oh, great. And... And I was like, fuck. I mean, he's also a bit of a whiz. But I don't know what he does to my voice, but he makes me sound fucking good. Um, and <laughs> Press all the buttons. Yeah, and it. I was like, and he was like, yeah, Madonna used that mic, yeah. So I think wow. she used it for Confessions on Dance Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And do you remember she had the mic in her hand on the cover, didn't she? Oh, no, I'm thinking oh, of Kylie Fever. Oh, maybe, yeah, that's Kylie Fever, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, 
Walk me through. Segue. Walk me through working with another gay icon. That that was mega. How do you write a song with someone like that and not just be feel like you're falling the entire time? No, because the great thing about Kylie is I think she is so astute and she's so brilliant with her choices that she makes. Mm. Like the people that she works with, I'm saying that because she, she worked with me. <laughs> she chills no, me. But she, there's a trusting level. Like, so we did the podcast. Mm. She played me her record before it came out, Disco, and... I loved it. Mm. And she'd heard What's Your Pleasure. And I did that thing at the doorstep where I was like, we should work together. And she was mm. like, yeah, call me. And so we f- fucking followed up. Yeah, yeah. And then I just said, would you be up for me having a little go at something? We sent her an idea, unfinished. Oh, She loved it. Interesting. We left it really open. She put in the second verse, tried some other little bits and bobs. So it was like totally collaborative. Yeah. We weren't in the studio together though. Okay. But... I heard every damn vocal and that woman, like she gave it to us within 24 hours. It was wow. insane. Like it was perfection. So I have such respect for her. Also, I think she liked the feeling and yeah, she trusted me, but also was totally brought in her own thing as well. And mm. I respected and loved that. She knows like what's amazing about she her. She understands is, herself. So she knows that. who and what she is in totally. this extraordinary we extraordinary yeah. way like yeah. the taste that she's got mm. and had mm. like when someone like that is saying stuff in a room are you just like yeah just do what she says because <laughs> or are you I, like listen kylie no there was definitely the thing is like she's not domineering she's just right. got she's got amazing people like she's got a really good crew around her that totally understand her yeah and i loved watching her when we were rehearsing for the Jonathan Ross performance. Yes. Because, like, she's a dancer. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not a dancer. I dance and yeah. I have a little jiggle she's and love it. it. Yeah. But, like, she walks in and has got the steps like that and there's me going, one, two, step, jiggle, <laughs> <laughs> She just got it and it was amazing watching, just watching her. But, but when you're on Jonathan Ross and you do, like, there was that thing when you did the song together and you turned, like, away and then you turned back to look at yeah. her. <laughs> it's a part of your brain's like, what the fuck am I doing dancing with Kylie? <laughs> like, it's like, Absolutely. what is going on? And I'm like towering above her. And, and she is just like, yeah, I'm like, and that is the thing that I've learned. Years ago, I would have been terrified. Yeah. Now I'm like, enjoy that moment. Yes. Because this is wild. This shit is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kylie was your first concert you ever went to. And now you're performing and doing a dance routine with her. And yeah. she's looking in your eyes and willing you to do well and there's like she's so supportive it's really yeah what i got from that song was a bit of donna summer bad girls like was Mm, that was that one of the references yeah i mean yeah definitely like some of those kind of call and response things yeah like the kind of yeah also like it was very Uh together do you know what i mean yeah well actually the performance the live tv performance was very much inspired by the raquel welch and Cher. Um, oh, TV show, t- cool. TV performance. I've seen bits of that on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, so for like, some yeah, um, like one of those kind of TV shows in whatever the seventies or something. Like. Um, um, we've got to go and be grown ups in a minute, but I just want to ask about your future. Where do you want to be? Uh, because obviously you've got the podcast, you've got the music. Like, do you see yourself on tour till you're ninety, or do you want to be, um, uh, like loose women? And I say that with 
the most enormous respect for loose women. I love mm. it. Mm. I want to be a singer. Yeah. And I want to do everything. Yeah. And I want, I'm greedy. Mm-hmm. And I look at, like, it's so funny, an old president of the label said, you should just be the next Silla Black. And I was like... Uh. I kind of love that. Yes. Imagine like doing a dating show, going on tour. I kind of love that thing that it does feel limitless. Yeah. I already feel spoiled, but I also have to acknowledge that I've created some of these things and I'm really proud Mm. of that. Yeah. Look, we both, we both got lucky when we started a podcast, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like everybody wasn't doing it. No, very true. We've built our, a fan base, which is so wonderful homo sapiens and table manners and that's a wonderful thing that I get to do with my mum yeah and it's so different to music I think if I had Mm. one or the other I'd be so frustrated yeah yeah same Um, I feel very much like that so I want to keep on doing everything and more Mm. and keep on trying to push myself and try and make a musical and do things like that you know I want to do it all so but Mm. I definitely for a moment when I thought that music maybe was a bit of a goner for me I have had this like new lease of life with it and to be doing the best shows I've done now is really great and why did you think it was a goner I think I got lost along the way of becoming a mother and trying to appease a load of I don't need to gender but like a load of men that didn't necessarily understand me and who I was. Well, people, there was a brief moment where I think everyone was like, be Adele. I know. I think everyone wanted me to be Adele and I didn't want to be Adele. I think Adele's amazing, but nobody needs another Adele. Mm. But then there was like half-assed attempt of like, well, I have a voice and I can do ballads and da-da-da. And I love a ballad. But Yeah. yeah, everything's always been with everyone's best intention, but it kind of ran away with itself. Is that it? Yeah, well, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, you know, you if you're a nice person, which you are, mm. who listens, mm. which you are, you actually can weirdly end up very lost. Yes. <laughs> because you're like, well, these people obviously know, like, this guy's been doing it for 20 years and he runs yeah. the le- record label or whoever. And then and they're like, be Adele. And you're like, well, I've definitely got the voice. And I'm, you know, from... Like, we're literally friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, and everyone, it's a similar audience or whatever. Like, I totally get how one would end up down there. Yeah, it was kind of, it's been so amazing going back to dance music. And actually, which was my first thing. Yes. But being able to do it with this, you know, lashings of diva but on you, it. And I'm enjoying yeah. that. And yeah. But you backed yourself, which I love. In that I did moment. back myself. You did. But do you remember that moment? Because I've never asked you this. Were, were you like lying in bed just going... It's not really working me trying to be Adele. I'm just, fuck it, I'm just going to do this. And what was yeah, it? I mean, was there it a was... picture of Debbie Harry in your head or something? <laughs> <laughs> I think it took going back into the studio. It was like, right, this is probably my last go. Right. So I'm going to fucking enjoy myself. Interesting. I'm going to feel really protected by the people that I'm working with. Mm. I'm going to go back to my roots of where I started. And I'm not going to fucking write about being a mother because no one wants to hear that shit. Um... <laughs> And I don't want to fucking talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, so it was like complete escapism. Mm. And I think that is what helped me. And seemingly 
help lots of other people in the pandemic. So mm. I do feel kind of like I've tricked everybody. And actually, if there hadn't have been a pandemic, then maybe not everyone would have loved What's Your Pleasure as much because they oh, haven't I... been lum- lumbered with it in their kitchen. But oh, do you know I what I mean? It, became, it took on this kind of, had this certain gravitas to it because people were so stuck. Not do- I, Look, I feel mm. incredibly honoured, but... Um, yeah, no. I mean, listen. It's good music. It's good music. Pandemic or no pandemic, I don't think. I, I don't think the pandemic made anything happen. I just think we all just watched a bit more normal people. Hey, listen. <laughs> you're 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 so good at your job, but you are my friend. And it's so funny to go through this. <laughs> the longest conversation we've had in years. Normally, there's like three kids <laughs> clambering on us. <laughs> That was a really lovely chat. I adore Jesse. What a lovely, lovely little thing. So nice as well, because don't you find with friends, it's very hard to actually get and have long, deep conversations about each other's lives because you're so busy that you kind of don't often have a long, deep chat with one person. There's always, you know, it doesn't happen so much, I find, as I get a little older, which I might be, you know. Um, so I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And I really hope you did too. And hope you got a sense of what a fucking amazing person she is thank you so much for listening um now i've got more to tell you on thursday i am joined by friend of the show ryan o'connell who is back he has written a book and it's really good uh, we're gonna hear all about it and so much other stuff because ryan is hysterical hysterically rude it's all about saunas and liberation and i just love ryan get in touch let me know what you thought at homo sapiens on instagram at homo sapiens podcast on facebook and email your comments questions agony uncles to hello at homo sapiens podcast.com thank you so much for listening everybody i have had a wonderful time i hope you have here's to the next five years and thank you so much for listening for all these beautiful five years lots of love bye now 